This is Gail Cook. And this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this this is Permanent Filter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Permanent Filter. This week's episode is entitled Feedback. My name is Kara Amy Maxfield. And I'm Gail Cook. And today we're going to be talking about a subject that is close to our hearts because both Gail and I love to cook and if we do say so ourselves uh, we are good at it mm-hmm. so we're going to be talking about food food preparation food buying food storage and uh, food waste or how not to waste food and these are subjects that are important right now um, food is something that's necessary of course to every living being and in these times of covid there's also the issue of how do we store food so that we have it on hand when we need it without things going to waste and how do we buy frugally um, when in these days when many people have lost their jobs and many people are worried about finances so we want to make sure we're getting enough food bank for our buck so gail and i have some stories some tips and tricks and some ideas and resources for for us to share with you about this interesting and timely subject matter (laughs) so so i want to talk about um first of all the cost of food food is rising the food Mm. cost of food is rising Mm. like outrageously Mm. i mean i know i say that every year like literally Mm. every year Mm. oh my god it's so expensive but everything's rising except for wages exactly well i think that's true but uh no i'm finding it right now very difficult my situation is that i have a minimum uh, wage job mm. which um, is essentially part-time mm-hmm. and then my significant other is uh, last day of work is tomorrow oh that's oh that's so right yeah. I mm. worry I mean COVID, regardless of COVID mm. I worry just in general mm. right and yeah. um, you were worried before COVID I right? was worried okay. before COVID yeah. I was definitely worried during COVID because mm-hmm. it's uh, okay now I have to go to my job and then I have to go get food and I mean mingle amongst people mm. uh, you know and you're talking about the issues about the safety yeah, the whole contagion yeah. thing as well as the actual can I afford you know these groceries etc yeah mm. I mean mm. but you know it all it like especially now that all is a factor of, of everything right so yeah. I mean I'm, I'm super worried mm. I mean it's not like I'm starving but mm. you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah and I think a lot of people are in that boat where it's like where do I get the money yeah when when wages like you said aren't what rising mm-hmm and or you know I don't have a job or, or whatever right yeah yeah because it all costs and you have to have food well that's it it's not it's a non-negotiable so just to give some some lightness and some hope <laughs> to our listeners the the thing is is that food is not necessarily a fixed cost so you can't really negotiate um well you don't have much wiggle room to negotiate utility bills or rent or your mortgage but you do have a bit more wiggle room when it comes to food and that's not necessarily that you can haggle you're not going off to the market to haggle with the 
Mr. Grocery Store manager about what you want to pay for the foods, but where the flexibility and where the hope does come in is the fact that it is possible to get some good food deals and it is possible to to live large where it comes to to eating, eating the trifecta of eating deliciously, of eating healthfully and eating inexpensively if, and these are the critical components, if you have some basic cooking skills mm -hmm. if you understand some issues about what is shelf stable and what foods are shelf stable and what um sort of the nonsense around expiry dates for foods mm -hmm. yeah and if you also understand um the concept of using what you have mm -hmm. in the most delicious way possible and we're going to be discussing getting into more detail links on this episode with these i'm just going to interject and i i, I just Please want do. everybody to know that kara amy is the most amazing cook with the like vegetables like i oh, can't please. even no no oh you please. are gail you are you are also an inventive and delicious cook her uh, hot dog carrots are <laughs> just amazing. I had, I had some for snacks and um, breakfast when she gave some because they were just so delicious. So I, I just I, wanted to say that Kara Amy is amazing. Well, thank you very much for that shout out. Equal respect to you, my friend, Ms. Cook, with your cooking prowess. And I think, well, one of the things that solidified our fairly like recent friendship, we've been friends for about half a year and um met half a year ago and is that your inventiveness with the cooking the first time that i came over to your place and you made me the vodka penne and the lime curd mm. and i thought not only were lime they curd. delicious in the execution i also can appreciate a cook who as i strive to myself is inventive and is excited about different food combinations Kara Amy has not been around for my like um no never again moments. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is the thing is Gail is like in order to have to achieve greatness cooking greatness and greatness in general is you have to have those moments of making mistakes and one of the things that I've learned after making my and still continuing to make mistakes is that um as a reformed perfectionist I look on my kitchen as my food laboratory. So whereas in other areas of my life, I'm reluctant to, to undertake things because of a fear of things not being perfect, being perfect and being perfect right out the gate of public learning. For example, I am doing because of the low risk, even though I hate to waste food, there is still a low risk when it comes to so many other things in life. So I can undertake a new dip or sauce or dish or technique in the kitchen knowing that what's the worst that can happen other than like say poisoning everyone I love but no <laughs> just in all seriousness but I'm glad that you brought up I'll just go into maybe the the first tip that I have to offer is something that you brought up with the carrot the carrot dogs so these so are carrot dogs and I got the recipe from a woman by the name of Samantha Sam Turnbull and she is a vegan cook and she has a website called it doesn't taste like chicken and a brilliant book which is about home style vegan cooking so I know that vegan can strike fear in the hearts of many a meat eater or many a non-vegan in general and I myself had been very 
um, well, I would say dismissive at best and pejorative at worst towards vegans. And now I love vegan chefs. And part of the reason comes back to the theme of this episode, which is creating dishes that are inexpensive and shelf stable. The thing is with vegans for you who, for those of you who, you know, don't know, don't know, vegans eat no animal products, like eat no animal like flesh or bone, but also they do not eat any animal products, which includes eggs and honey. So no dairy whatsoever. But the substitutions that they use are amazing. One of the main ones that I love to incorporate now because of the shelf stability and because of the healthiness of it is like using nut substitutions, primarily cashews, but not for Gail because she does have a serious allergy. Yeah, no. Not so for not for her, but there are other, you can also use almonds in the same, same way that you would use cashews making cashew cream. But what I really appreciate about like Samantha Turnbull, and other vegan chefs that I've taken many that have really enriched my life um, have been that so many of the vegan recipes will you can use substitutions that are often less expensive and less expensive because you can buy them when things are cheap and they will keep on the shelf mm -hmm. and some of them are amazing one for example is in the use of substitution for eggs mm -hmm. with apple cider vinegar so what it is is that for each egg that you would use in baking you have the acid base reaction mm -hmm. through the use of apple cider vinegar and baking soda or sometimes baking powder and that actually who would imagine yeah. that and, and and people will ask me sort of unknowing victims <clears throat> um <laughs> that i will serve that have all where the response has been great from people with regards to the baked goods that i use this technique with have said well doesn't don't things take don't things taste vinegary and and, and i say no when you make cakes traditional cakes with eggs, do they taste eggy like a fried egg or a cooked mm. egg? And it's like, no, because you're getting the reaction from that. So the thing is, is last time that I was at, um, I was shopping and apple cider vinegar was on for a dollar a bottle. Mm -hmm. I bought five bottles. Yeah. I splurged. I splurged that five dollars. But the thing is now, whereas eggs are something because they do need to be refrigerated because there are times, sadly, that I will be out of eggs and I want to keep them for cooking. I never have to fear that I can't make any baked products because of yeah. the lack of eggs. I think my uh, forays into substitution are more like, okay, what do I have mm. in the house? Mm. Like, mm. I don't know if I'm making something with nuts. I mean, do I have pecans? Mm. No, I don't have pecans, mm. but I might have walnuts. Mm. Mm. Just something so that I'm not wasting mm -hmm. all, like, or going to the store all the time to, oh, oh I need this specific thing. Mm -hmm. I do... And do you find when you go to the store, Gail, that you never just buy that thing, that you buy some other... I go items. for something for five dollars and end up spending like fifty. Do you know what I mean? I am very so I with try you, to avoid sister. It. Yeah. Um, I mean, it comes. But having said that, it does come with a little experience that you can do that because mm -hmm. you can't always substitute mm. things, mm. and what you might substitute with might not taste good. So you have to kind of make a judgment call with that. True. But that's more my um, way of not spending a lot. Well money mm -hmm. is like okay it asks for carrots but what do i actually have hmm. yeah. so and yeah. if it can be 
um, substitute, then I will. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Most of the time it does. So it's, I think back to when I first was, when I first experienced the beauty and the, the magic, I, I will say, I don't use it lightly, the, the magic of food substitutions with a friend back in university. And this was a friend who had grown up as a Mennonite. And let me tell you, those people, when you're feeding, she was the youngest of 17 children. And let me tell you, the Mennonites and other, a lot of other religious groups, Amish, Quakers, mm -hmm. um, they know tricks. When you're feeding a lot of people, there is no waste there. And they know some serious mm -hmm. tricks when it comes to mm -hmm. actually delicious, healthy food for lots of people with no waste. And my friend made, I mean, we were all poor students at the time, and she made the most amazing uh, pumpkin pie with carrots and bread. Interesting. And and that was that was my response. And she served this. She had friends, a group of us, over for Thanksgiving dinner. And her explanation was essentially carrots are, it's the same. You've got the beta carotene as you do in pumpkin. Mm -hmm. So those are interchangeable. It's the spices. So you mash carrots up, you cook them, you mash them up, mm -hmm. and you have the same as you would when you mash up, whether it's like a can of pumpkin or a sugar pumpkin that you cook and mash up. Right. Then you add the spices in. She took the bread and you brown, you add some butter. Mm -hmm. You, it's, that's more of sort of the technique of, taking uh and i don't think it was fancy it was probably just like some terrible store-bought mm -hmm. white bread mm -hmm. but it's the way that it was cooked so it was crispy and buttery and and it was amazing i can't even describe like sort of years later just what a great experience that no was doubt. and how no that doubt. how things opened up for me so things to keep in mind are as you say gail it does take a little bit of knowledge to know what a substitution is but for the most part unless a friend is allergic to the nuts substitute the different nuts exactly. another substitution that you can make is that is is anything in the brassica family so it, please that, explain to our listeners about brassica i i will be happy to it's one of my favorites and i always maintain that should i ever should i ever be fortunate enough to marry i will carry a beautiful head of brassica uh up the aisle as my <laughs> bouquet and because especially with so one of the one of the um members of the brassica family is cauliflower so you have cauliflower, you have Brussels sprouts, you have broccoli, you have she kale. She makes an amazing cauliflower chicken wing. And that's what I'm going to be doing after the podcast. So <laughs> this is something from shout out and credit um, to uh, Hot for Food. So Hot for Food is a, um, a great uh, YouTube channel. And I, got, I had made... Uh, the chicken wings before with cauliflower cauliflower mm -hmm. for lorettes mm -hmm. and they they turned out they were fine but this was the best method from hot for food mm -hmm. on youtube and they what you do is you actually take kind of a a, a spicy flour mix you did oh these are vegan completely vegan and uh including some like coconut milk or some milk substitute and then you cover them the florets in this flour mixture you bake it and then you put on a combination of like vegan butter mm -hmm. and either hot sauce or barbecue sauce and then you put them back in the oven right. at a high temperature and the trick is not to overload the plate 
because they will steam and not cook. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that was another amazing thing. So not only are you getting a goodly serving of the brassica in, in here, you're not getting, well, you're not eating the ant, you're not eating the chicken. Mm -hmm. um, so which is important for those, you know, like obviously vegans, vegetarians, or people who are just cutting back on that. So in addition to doing substitutions and everything, mm -hmm. I think it's important to touch on um, how to preserve food, like mm -hmm. uh, like options, mm -hmm. you know, um, like for example, I like to dehydrate things. Mm -hmm. I, I, I actually own an Excalibur dehydrator. <laughs> And it's it a fine product. It is a yeah. fine product. But have, have we been, been sponsored? Are no, we being sponsored? I wish. Okay. <laughs> that is strictly because things that we mentioned we believe in, and that's yeah. why we uh, we mentioned them. Yeah. But um, dehydrating is great. Um, mm. Pickling, mm. Uh, fermenting. So how does somebody pickle then? Do you? <laughs> how does someone get themselves in a pickle? What's the process? Well, I those rosemary um, shallots and. That I made. Oh yes, remember? delicious. Yes, did that's you right. Ever, you, you ate them? Yes, I did. I did. Um, I still have some left, but they were good. I actually have a book that that came out of. Um, mm. Basically, it was just making a brine, shoving the rosemary and peppercorns and the shallots in there. <laughs> the shopping. It sounds rather violent. <laughs> this all going on. What was? Do you remember the name of the book that you got that from? Was no, that I a don't, quick pickle book? I can't remember, but okay. I posted in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Other resources, um, yes. But I mean, essentially, mm. uh, essentially, that's what it is: mm -hmm. putting something in a brine and mm -hmm. letting it sit. Mm -hmm. um, dehydrating, of course, is taking the water out. Now, mm -hmm. regular Excalibur dehydrator um, is wonderful, mm. but I am looking for that freeze dryer. That would be like oh, the magical machine for that me. That is, that is, that the... is my goal to mm -hmm. get. So I think mm -hmm. that would be that's a holy greater. grail. That's a holy grail. It really is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but. Why is I mean, it? Tell me something. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about the dehydrate because I was surprised. I didn't realize until I met you what it can be like, how long food can last, and what you can do with it. Why is that important um, for you to have one of these? I mean, properly, if you put it in a can, hmm. I believe the dehydrator you can keep it for twenty five years. But I know for a oh. fact that the freezer freeze dried hmm. ones hmm. are twenty five years if properly stored. Hmm. I just put, throw my stuff in. Um, some mylar bags okay and uh so what are mylar bags bags made of mylar <laughs> self-explanatory but the idea is okay so are these um these are the there's the longevity mm -hmm. to the mylar bags yeah um, and yeah so there's uh, like if if you need to take them out on hikes or whatever hmm. you can do that hmm. um i would again like the freeze dryer because that's like you are completely like taking yeah. all that water out. Yeah. Um, I I can't I can't remember the exact time for dehydrated to be honest, but mm. I mean, usually I use up the stuff anyways. So it's a, a long time. It is a long, a long time, time, but it has to be stored properly, right? So, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you could make our you could talk for hours and hours and hours mm. about that, but mm -hmm. uh, you know keeping things in a cool place like onions and stuff yeah yeah so they'll last longer refrigeration freezing mm -hmm. stuff like leftovers like because mm. i mean 
Mm. It's important to eat leftovers, yeah. folks, even yeah. if it might, <laughs> yeah. you might not yeah. like it. Because if you want to save money, you got to eat everything you cook. Transform. And just Basically. economies of scale, right? So you can make just in terms of both the money and in terms of your time to be able to make up a larger portion, mm -hmm. serve it for yourself and a guest or a partner, mm -hmm. maybe have it the next day and then have portions in the freezer. Yeah, or, you know, make important. freezer meals so that you're not wasting anything. Mm -hmm. You can spread the produce and stuff over 20 meals and then just take out what you like, what meal you want. Yeah. And then that way you're not going out to eat because you've already you've like got after, something we all know what it's like to come mm -hmm. home after work facing the prospect of having to make dinner to um, like no <laughs> i'm out. i'm the kind of person who i always maintain as much as i love to eat and i can really pack it away um gluttony loses to lazy like laziness will always win over gluttony so times that simply not having stuff in the house whether that's because I'm trying to keep up chips, you know, trying to keep the demons at bay or whether in these COVID times, it's like, I don't want to necessarily go out for, for, for a food trip for buying one thing that I probably don't need anyway. But I have done, I did a project with a friend a number of years ago where the investment cooking, which is what you're talking about, where mm -hmm. you, you do up. And I made, we ended up making 46 servings of six different dishes, I believe it was. So the variety was there. So the thing is too, even better than just going, we have 120 individual servings of, you know, chicken pot pie. And you're right. like, by about day 30, you're wanting to like die. Yeah. Um, this made you had the variety yeah. of uh, was i think it was six or seven different dishes well they do say variety is the spice of life so that's, that's I mean, true and i mean there's like food fatigue so if you're yeah eating yeah over and yeah over and over, oh. like nobody's gonna like that yeah i i remember one particular time when it was like a frugal time for me and i i'd been living i just moved to vancouver and i had and i love hummus so the hummus the spice pea dip and i spread mm -hmm. on as a, as a sandwich spread first day i'm like oh this is glorious and lots of garlic and lemon and everything delicious second day still on that high that mm -hmm. hummus high third day i'm like oh this again fourth day i'm like no and fifth day was i would rather starve well, that's you know, food fatigue yeah, and, yeah exactly yeah so and and it wasn't like i'm just like i was sort of i was in a place in which i mean you know sort of financially food wise there there wasn't any alternative it was just like i'll just go without and again i'm a big glutton so well when i'm painful. yeah <laughs> well when i yeah. um come back home from work or whatever mm. and i look mm -hmm. in the freezer i often fall to that thing that that famous meme about i don't have food i just have things to make food yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good i haven't seen that like with yeah. the the investment cooking it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yeah i can throw that in a crock pot yeah. Invest in a crock pot, people. Okay, crock pot is um, takes. Yeah, because you can like have your cuts food, and meat. Yeah, and you and can cook magical. food all day. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you come home and oh my god, my meal is ready. somebody's been thank cooking. You, yes, thank you, kitchen you know? staff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for oh, making right, this delicious me. meal. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I've also heard from people. I do have a crock pot 
full admission. I've never used it somewhere in the garage. Like it's still stocked. Once Get I that find thing it, I will out. bring it out. I will. And I have a little dipper that it came, was a present, a little dipper that keeps like sauces warm as oh, well too. Nice. That, and just even the name, so charming, little dipper. Just for that alone, I want to bring <laughs> it out. But I have heard from other friends who are, be, you know, their crock pot is a beloved addition to their kitchen. That the one of the best things is that you can take inexpensive cuts mm -hmm. of meat and it tenderize them oh, for yeah. the low. It's yeah, that whole like because it's like, over cold... hours and hours, hours and hours. My uh, crock pot was given to me by my uncle, so I have a mm. special place. Oh, in my heart for, oh, lovely! Yeah, oh, lovely. But you know, I don't. Oh. I admittedly, I don't use it as much as I should. But mm. I love that thing. Mm. I love it. And it does its job. It does its it, job. And it reminds you of your beloved uncle. When yeah. It. So it's a win all around. Yeah. That's, it's like my baking. It's like a lot of the my Pyrex bowls uh -huh. and my stand mixer and that was my mom used to use that. So, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of nice. What, what could be a better tribute to somebody that you love? Mm -hmm. In the cases of like with our respective loved ones, my mom and your uncle, of making meals for people that you care about, like yeah. in the present, like that to me is the pre anyway. That's hey. a little sentimental <laughs> side there. But well, how about this for sentimental? That means mm -hmm. it says everybody has a favorite burner, but nobody talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's the thing. Ain't that so? True it is. It is. There's more truth in memes than there is in in no. many a many a book, many a religious book. But uh, I did not say that. One of the things. Well, I didn't specify, right? True. It could be, it could be any myriad one or multiple. <laughs> not all of them, of course. No. Um, but another suggestion in terms of it's sort of the food preservation is that when you are uh, making more and getting the economies of scale and and uh, food and, and time is put the food as it's cooling into the fridge before you put it into the freezer. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I, I adhered to this, this notion that when you put hot food, so it's like you've mm -hmm. taken the food, you've, you've put your serving on your plates, you've served that, mm -hmm. and then you've immediately put it into other containers. And I'm like, well, you don't want to draw heat from the fridges. But apparently I was using logic, uh, or I was using like knowledge of refrigeration techniques prior to like the 19th century or like, anyway, the whole thing was, is that no fridges are such that you can put it in right away. But if you are planning to freeze the food, bring it down, like put it from room temperature hot into the main part of your fridge. Okay. Once it's cooled to, you know, like to your regular fridge uh -huh. temperature and then put it in the freezer. That sounds great. Uh, there was actually one thing that I wanted to mention. Sure. Often forgotten, often never done. Oh, but I tell. find hmm. that it helps us mm -hmm. with our, our, um, saving money because we don't go out mm -hmm. yeah and that is a meal plan like a menu that you make up for a week okay. like mm -hmm. like for example monday mm -hmm. pasta tuesday mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. just have an idea of what you're you're making this is that for day. you and your your guy yeah yeah okay so that prevents us like oh i don't know what we're gonna have let's just go out right? okay but yeah like, we don't do that as often. Okay. I mean, when I talk as often, mm. like we might do that every few weeks, mm -hmm. but it's not like it was before where it's like, okay. I don't know what we're going to make. 
let's just go out. Like mm. it just, it gives you a guideline and it's a guideline. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to do it. It's like, oh, if you don't want to make spaghetti today, well, do you want to make pa uh, uh, pork chops? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you have, yeah. it's, it's like a guideline. Yeah. So you're not just like, oh. And then with that guideline, you, you can take out what you need, like the meat from the freezer mm -hmm. and have it thawed by the time you get True. home. Like yeah. Things like that yeah. so that there's less excuse to go sure. out. Sure. And then you're using and then you can use that um, and look in your fridge to mm. see what you have. So mm -hmm. you're using the stuff in your fridge, not yeah. like just random. Oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to make. Starting off with a blank slate, like, so what you're saying is that when you have, like, restrictions, knowing that you can kind of break out of that if you, as you need, then that helps you to just direct yourself towards doing this ditch as opposed to, like, well, we can make anything. Okay, well, then we'll make nothing and go out instead. Yeah, like, because mm. I don't always want to, like, make spaghetti on Monday. Mm. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, maybe I can substitute doing the pork chops Monday and then sure. do the spaghetti. But it's just a guideline to keep you, keep like a routine. Yeah, right? yeah. It gives you something to go on to, yeah. too. Like, and yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. And and like I said, you don't want to make it like so that it's so rigid that you can't break. No, no. Life, it's but... like, no, we must have. No, the yeah. rules say, the plan says this. No, yes. it's a suggestion. Yeah. It's a suggestion. And and that kind of flexibility is, is extremely important when you are trying to be frugal with food, as everyone mm -hmm. should be, and also for a lack of waste of food. Because when you're doing it, yeah. you're looking in your fridge. It's like, this is what we have. What mm -hmm. can we make out of it? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then this needs to be eaten sooner than that so we need to make something with this i've seen that you know with some of the resources that i've read through where they've said they organize their fridge in such a way as they'll have a bin where it's like eat me first and then put mm -hmm. different things where there'll be a little bit left mm -hmm. of one you know sort of like whether it's a little bit left of like some produce mm -hmm. or a little bit left of a condiment or something yep. and then then that kind of corrals things in such a way that then Having these things kind of juxtaposed for myself, I find stimulates the imagination mm -hmm. where it's just like, okay, so going, getting to a point of um, the less that you, I find the less that I shop, three things happen. Mm -hmm. The less that I shop, the more money that I save, because like you, I would go out for one ingredient because friends were coming over for dinner and I'd get something for $5, end up spending like $60, $70. So mm -hmm. there's always that. So the less I shopped, I also had less food waste as well because there was many times where it's like, oh, I've got a, a month of meals that I could make. Yeah. Right. But then the most, then probably the most important thing was the better that I ate because I knew damn well that if I was going to go out and to buy something that it was going to be if I'm hungry and I'm shopping mm -hmm. and it's just that I'm picking up groceries where I have and I'm cooking for myself right I'm going to pick up those ribs I'm going to pick up yeah. that fried chicken I'm going to pick up something handy and easy so I'm not going to like I'm just going to get the raw ingredients so then I can come back and spend mm -hmm. a couple of hours or an hour cooking so the thing is is that 
when you have when you have constraints there's that whole thing about thinking mm -hmm. inside the box or thinking yeah. outside the box yeah but i really love when people say thinking inside the box or thinking inside the fridge or the pantries mm -hmm. here's the restrictions that creativity comes about when you're going here's what i've got i also think that you know having a well-stocked pantry mm -hmm. with spices you like random ingredients mm -hmm. very important you know what I mean? very important um yeah i mean yeah some people aren't as adventurous, but have stuff you like in there. Yeah. Have stuff that you use on a mm -hmm. consistent basis that you're not just having to go to mm. the store all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like you don't have ahead. to buy salad dressings. In fact, salad dressing, even inexpensive salad like you know, like standard uh -huh. craft salad dressings are very are tremendously expensive when compared to the oil and vinegar mix that you can make at home by mixing you know some form of an oil doesn't have to be extra virgin olive oil it can be canola oil or any anything with an inexpensive apple cider vinegar comes yeah. back again um i do want to do a bit of a shout out to somebody who's who has great resource she's got a youtube channel and online mary's nest so it's mary mary is her name and she's a lovely woman from central central texas and she has some great resources when it comes to storing of foods and also mm -hmm. what reminded me of her was the pantry preparation mm -hmm. so she's very she's very mindful of the fact that resources money comes hard to mm -hmm. to a lot of people and she shows you how to stock your pantry like kind of slowly five dollars oh. a week extra five five dollars a week you know you don't have to break the bank and go out mm -hmm. and get all of these specialty items you don't have to do that right you can have a surprising you can create a lot in your food laboratory mm -hmm. with a minimally stocked basic pantry where there's flour you can do a lot <laughs> you can do all yeah. your baked goods um i would like to make mention too of something where that that is important when it comes to a stocked pantry is that having canned goods and having mm -hmm. various goods that have a long shelf life yes. and one of the things the issues that comes up is this whole expiry dates so the more that i've been reading the research that i've been doing mm -hmm. scientifically you know supported research is that as long as the packing as long as the packages the cans aren't dented there's not some way for the packaging to have contaminated the food within pretty much is canned goods are pretty much good for eternity's a long time but it is they they did um uh there there was an expedition where they had found some canned goods uh -huh. from an expedition from the late 1800s and they had the food inside they ate the food inside and found that like that well not delicious you know uh -huh. like it was like 130 year old or 120 year old food it was not in any way contaminated and certainly in an emergency situation. Now, in your everyday life, will you be going, mm, beef from 130 years ago that I have to chip away? But if that can sustain life, then your canned goods, which may be a few years past expiry dates, will be fine. But also use your senses. Does it smell Absolutely. bad? Don't eat it if mm -hmm. you if it. Like if you take a little taste of it yeah. and it tastes bad, mm. don't eat it. If there's stuff growing on it, <laughs> don't, eat, don't it. eat it. Yeah. I mean, you have to use mm. your common sense about the whole thing. Like yeah, you can't absolutely. Just say, do. This is great. But no, I mean if no. it smells like 
garbage. It's garbage. Generally, <laughs> as, as human beings, our senses have evolved over <laughs> like the history of mankind to be able to recognize what things are dangerous. Mm -hmm. Now being said, there's still botulism in certain uh, foods where foods have become contaminated, where it is odorless and colorless. For the most part, with a lot of foods where they have been, their containers are compromised, especially things that have been refrigerated and not opened, as Gail says, you know. Just use your common sense. Yeah. When in doubt, throw it out is my that's, motto. That's true. But don't, wa don't waste food because the sad fact of the, the reality of it is, is that in Canada, as in the States, there is a tremendous amount of food waste that yeah. happens on a household level. We're not even talking about food that's produce that isn't the perfectly shaped and regular, you know, piece of fruit or a vegetable that people are used to that gets thrown out. Like that is a whole other, perhaps something for a future broadcast. But in terms of, it's the equivalent in Canada of somebody going to the grocery store, a family going to the grocery store, buying three bags of groceries and leaving one behind in the parking lot deliberately. That's yeah. the level of food waste. But I mean, I'm not going to vilify people for wasting food because... Oh, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. Sometimes but... it happens to me. That's okay. And sometimes... <laughs> And sometimes it happens to me, but I've read a good a good tip about doing a food audit. So in the same way as say if one is trying to eat better, they do an audit of their eating plan before uh -huh. they change anything. One can do an audit, a person or a family can do an audit, quote A-U-D-I-T, of, of just noting, well, what, what did you throw away? Yeah. And then in that way, not instead of like, punishing yourself or castigating yourself for throwing things away go okay how can I improve mm -hmm. like if you notice certain things where it's like I bought some okay myself there would be times I would buy new pieces of produce that would be inexpensive uh -huh. and then not really find a recipe that I was happy with and then that would go beyond that yeah. you know as opposed to things where it's like okay I didn't make that broccoli salad but i'm gonna just roast the broccoli yeah so looking at those kind of things and uh and understanding where the food waste is coming from and yeah. trying to um trying to change your ways yeah your evil ways but i mean i would suggest like you don't um feel like a criminal over it you do mm. your best mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you do your best and i mean everyone has uh areas that they need to improve on i mean with food waste i mean oh absolutely crap happens absolutely right? so absolutely um you do your best and it'll work yeah. out but the best thing possible is to actually you know once you realize where the waste is coming from to see before it's the time before it's at the time where it's so far beyond the beyond the pale where it's <laughs> like fuzzy smells discolored uh, yeah incorporate that in new and exciting ways you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Okay. <laughs> Just while well, incorporating as a lot long, of the... Yeah, as yeah. long as it's, the food's not mm -hmm. bad. Well, no, no, no absolutely. Like... But take that little bit. And somebody that I know is uh, 
does what she calls somewhat uninvitingly this garbage soup, which is putting things, a little end bits of things, uh-huh. little ends of vegetables, little pieces of cheeses. Again, want to stress that none of this is bad, none of this is rotted, yeah. but it's just something where you're going, what am I going to do with that? Throwing yeah. it into soup and then making a delicious soup. And then when people actually ask and say, can I get the recipe? She says, honestly, well, I'd love to give it to you, but quite frankly, it's different every time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this is, again, this is not with any sort of, this is edible food, but in two small amounts that you might go, eh, whatever, what are we going to use that for? Yeah. Well, the trick is, is good food can always be incorporated. Exactly. Right. Into, into a delicious meal, saving you, saving you money, um, helping with your cooking ingenuity mm-hmm. and saving the planet as well, too. Saving the planet. Shout out for saving the planet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, I would like to give a shout out to um, bakeries that distribute bread. Good point. Yeah. It's um, basically places like Cobb's Bread here. Mm -hmm. They um, distribute bread to the needy. It's like the day olds. Or a couple day olds, I'm not sure. Day, day old, Just day, day old. old. Yeah. They bake fresh every day. And then every, every, they get rid of what they don't sell. And they pass that along to people in need and to charities. And that is amazing to me. Yeah. Like yeah. I just real shout out to them because. Absolutely. It, Love them. Oh yeah. yeah. No it, waste. There's a no waste policy with yeah. them. So that is, and uh, yeah, so shout out to Cobbs for going above and beyond for their social service and their delicious bread. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's hopefully really... today has been, hopefully this episode has been a tasty treat as it was for us to present these tips and tricks and some food for thought yes. and feedback in this episode feedback. I'm Kara Amy Maxfield. And I'm Gail Cook. We'll see you next time on Permanent Filter. Cheers.